How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakode as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. 2017, something will visit your house. Supernatural supply. It is not coming by hard working. It is not coming by academic work. It is not coming by position. You will conceive that child by the supernatural. You will get that job by the supernatural. You will start that business by the supernatural. Prophet Nanase Pukusakode is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. Today, may you hold up your gun as a soldier of God. And may you stop that weeping. May you stop that crying. And take responsibility. No soldier cries on the battlefield. And it shall come to pass. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Call unto me and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. One of the things I learned about God that when we are very honest with him, he also face you with honesty. So I say, the thing is there. And the Lord says, it's not anywhere. The thing you are asking, it is with you. Ah. But if the thing is with me, why don't I see it? And that's why he begin to show me that. The reason why, because you see, you see this bag, bag by Jackie's side, he knows his back is there. Assuming he turns like this, and turn again and couldn't see the back. Somebody has stolen it. So there is something you are looking for that you are asking God. But somebody has stolen it. I am sure by the time I close, you will be blessed. So the Lord told me, instead of asking me, chase the thief. No. <laughs> somebody stole somebody's mobile phone when we were doing the fasting program. So James was sitting here. He said, when we started talking, me myself, I was afraid. He said, I told myself, if you say, James, you are the one who stole this fool, bring it. <laughs> he said, Nana, the authority and the power in which you were talking, me myself, I told him, James, check your pocket. <laughs> and he said, you. So I was not surprised the phone came back the next day. Do you know what we are doing? Something in our life is missing. And we are looking at the thing from the wrong person. So we are going to God and complaining that we don't have this. And God said, I have already given the thing to you. You have allowed somebody to steal it. Instead of coming to me, chase the thief. When I finish by tomorrow morning, I'm going to also show you, I am taking you to the end of the message before I bring you back to the beginning. That God also told me that when you, oh, you begin to identify the thief, 
and you chase him. The thief that stole the thing doesn't give the thing back the way he stole it. You must give it seven times. Seven. Somebody says seven times. So if this bag got missing, then by the time it's coming, you need seven bags. So I am also going to take you to the journey to show you how. To, so you see, I will show you in the Bible that when the devil was restoring Job's blessing, when the thief has to bring the thing back. Because all these things are in the realms of the spirit. Guys, ignorance is very serious than the way we think. So when you are sick, it's not that you are looking for healing. Somebody is trying to steal your health. Because you are by, by, by salvation and by regeneration automatically are entitled for divine health. You are entitled for it. It's your covenant right to live healthy, to live prosperous, and to live long to fulfill God's assignment. If you don't have it, then somebody is stealing it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you catching something here today? <laughs> Tell somebody, I'm going after the thief. <laughs> now, there's another question we have to ask. Is there anybody in this room that this thief has not stolen something from? <laughs> One day I told God that. God asked me, how many enemies do you have? I say the world, the flesh, and the devil. The Lord said, that is the mistake you are making. I said, how? He said, there are other ones you are forgotten. I said, which one? He said, okay. After the world, and it's not sickness. No, it's not sickness. Sickness is a byproduct of part of the thing the devil brings. But he said, the world, the flesh, the devil. And one third of the demons he came from heaven with. We have forgotten about them. Let me tell you something. The King James Bible have never helped us. Hmm? When you read the King James Bible, one of the common things we see is that Jesus cast out devils. Devils, devils. Now, a devil is a title for just one person. So when you say devil, it's a title for just one person. I wish you can give me some of those scriptures that say that Jesus cast out many devils. When you go to New King James Version, instead of devil, you use the word demons. So the difference between demons and the devil, when you go to the army, the commander is not the same as the troop. So there's a difference between the commander and the truth. But the truth works at the instruction of the commander. Are you learning something here today? So when the devil came from heaven, he came with one third of the demons in heaven who are, so you see, the devil is not omnipresent. It means that it's not everywhere at any time. 
But then if you ask God, that, okay, the devil is going anywhere. Why is it that there's accident in Ghana and accident in India and Germany? It means that the one third of the demons he brought, they are representing him causing the thing at the same time. But the fortunate thing is that they have mobile phones before we have it. So they have a very good networking and communication system. Now, they make it easy through Facebook and that. Are you learning something here today? Mm -hmm. So one third of the demons, for instance, there's a difference between the devil and the demon behind poverty. They are not the same. So when you talk about poverty, it's not because you don't have money. It's a spirit. When we talk about sickness, it's a spirit. When we talk about affliction, it's a spirit. When we talk about something, it's a spirit. Thing that puts you on top. It's a revelation you can't, that is what put you on top. So, the moment he said it, if no normal way, it's going to uh, go. But you see, fear itself can let you forget what you have and what you carry. But if you know the truth, I didn't pray for his healing. Didn't pray, Lord, deliver him. I went straight after the thief. Straight after the thief. Who I know and I've learned that he came to steal. Because you cannot be a thief and not steal. So when Jesus said the thief came and we have not expanded the scripture. It is not possible to be a thief and not steal. So that sickness is not that you have to ask God for healing. The thief is trying to steal your health. You are not supposed to be sick because by whose stripes he were here, it has been paid for. And in by spiritual and natural law, no item must be paid twice. It means that if Jackie buy this water bottle and the one is coming at his greeting man says, stop, pay for it again. You have to fight back. I have paid for it. How I pay? You, you, you can't tell me that, okay, we went to the shop, Pastor Martin bought me something that you to pay. No. No. All the, all the sales lady wants is that he must make account for what he is selling. And whoever pays for it is not his business. But the thief doesn't care. If the thing has been paid, he wants to deny you. So it's not that God is not giving you a husband. The thief is stealing him. I like the way you are looking at me. Maybe all of you are married. No. When you see two people divorcing, the thief is stealing marriage. You are not catching it. When you see somebody beating his wife, the thief is stealing peace. Hey, can I go deeper? When you wake up and there's no money in your pocket. The thief. So between, you must, this is the practical. The practicality of that thing that I taught you. Satan must bring something. That is why every step of faith you learn must be tested. 
if we're to be first, oh Lord, deliver him. Lord, this I never mentioned. I say, you, Satan, you know that you are not supposed to come here. Take your hands off. You are not going to steal his health and you are not going to kill him. And when I rebuke the spirit, the guy was restored in less than 30 seconds. I'm telling you, the guy couldn't stand. Suddenly, that's what I said. When I wake up, I said that the thief can cut your life in a second. Death is an enemy. If death is not an enemy, Jesus will not raise people from the dead. When you go to bed and you can't sleep, the thief is stealing your sleep. How do I know that? Because he gives his beloved sleep. Last Friday, I was at the all night, and then there was a student who had to raise money to pay his school fees. When we raised the money, there was excess money. And then when I found out, oh, God bless, the Lord says, it's not excess. I say, it's excess. God keeps saying that, me and God, I says, no excess, excess, so I left it. So I told them to go and pay the money, if possible, put. When they went there, they said that the IRS is owing. It's about 15000 and they printed the thing they brought in. Since he entered school, he has never been able to pay school fees. So it wasn't excess. If I God told me it's not enough, and I told God that by the time we go to next semester, we will add the money. Not truly, God knows that it's not a semester matter. <laughs> Tell somebody, God knows things you don't know. Tell the person, God knows things. You see, that is why one day God told me, you see, when I was learning, the Lord asked me that, what do you understand by the gift I've given you? I said, yes, the prophecy. And then I told God that, you see, <laughs> I told him that he doesn't understand a lot of things, but I have to teach him. Because when we go, like the way, you see, sometimes you feel like, when, sometimes when I go to a place and a prophetic anointing come, I try to pray to, then sometimes somebody says, oh, I remember the old days today. The Lord said, Lord, do you know that people like it? So you see, when I'm prophesying, they like it. So manifest, let the thing go deep. Because they like it. And the Lord asked me, say, what do you understand by the gift? What do you understand? I say, hey. When I call Jackie and I say, Jackie, do you know that your great-grandmother was a thief? <laughs> and he was a wizard. And Jackie said, and I say, his name is this and that. And Jackie go this. And he said, no. It's not that. That is a little part of it. It's even when you are a prophet and you preach. The message is prophetic. It means that my preaching cannot be the preaching of a pastor. No, when I preach, eh, that is why I can't preach one sermon in a land. Because by the time I, it means that when you listen to me, eh, the way the message will come to you, eh, it will instruct you to do something. <laughs> and God told me, he said that, there are people you have touched their life you will never meet. And there are people who have used you to bless you that they will never have even have an opportunity to tell you. So he so said, when you sit in a meeting, eh, don't sit in the mind of watching the people that are sitting there. There is somebody can come. Not everybody can have the boldness to come and share testimony. But there are people who have noted. In fact, it's not every testimony that you share. 
There are some testimonies, the way it is, and you can't say it public. That is why Jesus Christ will hear people and say, don't tell anybody. Mm. You see, their testimony, it is always good to share testimony, but it depends on the testimony. There are some testimony, when you say it, you lose your marriage. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Especially in Africa. And more especially in Ghana. And it depends on which area you come from. The complications continue. Let me give you a testimony. A man went to commit adultery. He slept with his secretary. When he wake up, finish. Then, the woman told and said that any man that sleep with me is man who swear. The man left, sat in his car and he saw that his ties were expanding. He got home. Hey! Manhood has increased from 50 millimeter to 88 millimeter. What do you do? Came to somebody said, This one, you don't know where you are going to pass. It's a serious one. And then he was lying down. The wife said, Are you okay? He said, I'm okay. Three days he couldn't go to work. She can also tell his wife what is happening to him. He went to a church. A man of God stood up and said, you devil that is trying to steal this man's manhood. I am commanding you. And the wife was sitting by hell to leave. And he said, suddenly the thing came back to normal size. The swelling left. The man said, if you have a testimony, come. Go and say it. I have closed the service. I'm going home. Look at somebody say, I have a testimony, but I can't say it. Tell the person. Hey! Major risk. The man said, I said, he, he stood up and said, Lord, my thank you. So he said his testimony secretly with his God. And he left it today. It's not every testimony you can say. You see, you can even command because you have heard somebody do it. It's different from God has given you revelation. Because when I was saying, I was talking from a revelation point of view. Because God told me that a thief steals. So the money not, that is not staying in your pocket. It's not because you are not working hard though. There is a thief. Mark 4, 15. And these are day by the wayside. This, let me read from verse number one so that you get understanding. And when I come to 15, then you understand. Mark chapter 4. Because I'm going to show you what I'm going to deal with. But when the thief comes, eh, for instance, eh, if, you, uh, if you have a house and armed robbers come, or thieves come to your house, and they go to your kitchen and they, they break the door, pam, 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 broke your, 
your door, and they go to kitchen and just take soup and steal it. Eh? When you wake up, will you really say, yeah, I'm a baby, I'm in no. You see, when you go, when a thief comes to your house, he may steal all kinds of, there's one particular thing, that when they steal, it affects you. One day, uh, we were somewhere in the country, and a man said that um, his tablet or iPad or something, he said that, please, I will, I, anybody that find it, I will give you a handsome reward. And he mentioned a money that can buy 20 times that thing. So I was like, ah, is this man okay? And he said that he has some information on the thing. That if I decide that that iPad is his office. There are things on that thing that he can never get it from anywhere or recruit it. So the, the value, the value, you see, when you buy, hmm, when you buy this water, the money is not this bottle, you throw it away. It is the content. So a milk tin is not. Well, those days, eh, when we were growing, there's something called cyborg. Because the fact that you don't even know means you are not part of that group. It's a small sideboard we do put in a hole. We put glass in front. And you can have empty melting and arrange it in front. Uh, some of you don't know what I'm talking about. So when you come to my mother's hall, eh, Milo, Kaka, Oats, but all those ones are empty cans. Today that you people have become, you are taking Milo and things for granted, though. <laughs> the container is there, but the content is zero. There's nothing inside. There is nothing inside. So when a thief comes in, the, the devil knows what to steal to depress you. He knows. And if you're a child of God, I want to show you one target of the thing that he's stealing. If he can steal that thing from you, the rest of the things is easy. No, 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 no. Now watch this. And he began again to teach them by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude. So that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. Let's keep on reading. Uh, and he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine. Another word for doctrine is teaching. In his doctrine that hearken or hear what I'm saying. Behold, there went out a sower to sow. There went out a sower to sow. And watch this. And it came to pass as he sowed, some of the seed fell by the wayside. Now let me tell you this kind of a sowing. If you are not in that kind of agricultural group, you will not understand what I'm talking about. Now, watch this. Hey, but how can somebody sow and then something recruit? This particular sowing, it might be a maize farm. Or let me say, a, sorry, a rice farm. And a rice farm, we don't dig. You take the seed and you throw it. So if, I've ever, if you know a little bit of agriculture about rice farm, you take it and sow. But Jesus Christ... The Jewish people have different farms of a lot of things that they don't really dig to sow. They just throw the seed. Hmm. And Jesus is trying to relate that because a parable, a parable, 
is actually a heavenly language. You cannot understand the parable. The, the only one who can speak a parable is the one coming from heaven. That is why Jesus was the first person to start speaking about parables. Because a parable has to do with something that is a picture of heaven. In relationship is something that can be applicable on earth. So this is the way heaven look at it. And this is the way you can apply it on it. But Jesus is going to make a very powerful statement here. He said that, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. It means that the man took the thing and threw it. And in the way, next farm, there is a place that people pass there so it has become a path. Are you sleeping or you are here? And according to the Bible, when the man was throwing the seed, some, seed, some of the seed fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the egg came and devoured. It means that when you throw the seed there, the fowl didn't devour the one that fell on the normal crop. But where the wayside is, where people were passing, it is another message. I will teach you one day why the fowls of the air got attracted by the seed that has fell on the wayside. And the fowls came there, and the Bible said they did what? The fowls in devoured. And some also fell on stony ground. So when he threw the seed, there was some group of rocks around. Some of them went there. Where it has not much earth, which means that sometimes there is a rock. Some sand or soil is on the rock, but it has no depth. So even when a maze shoots up in germination, when the root is trying to, because you must take root downwards to bear fruit upwards, because your root cannot go down, the root hit the rock and died. So Jesus says, some fell on the stony ground. It has not much earth, not much deep earth. Hallelujah. And immediately it sprang up. It shot up all right. Everybody saw it as a maze. So some people came and say, oh, this maze came out nice. How did it die? Huh? Because it has no depth of earth. Because it has no depth of earth. That is the reason why it died. But when the sun was up, it was scorched because the sun the sun and the, and, and, and you see, the sun has a contribution on the plant. I, I'm not good in agriculture, but I know that the sun, even the flowers, they need the sun to flower and all that. So every plant needs a little sun, a little rain, the combination. Some of the plants here, if they have too much rain, they, they, I have some flowers in my house. It's called cactus. It has a lot of thorns around it. You can't even take it. Now, that one, eh, you are not even supposed to water it. If you water it, it will die. So we don't water it. You have to leave it. And whilst it's there, it like the sun. It's from the desert. So it doesn't like too much water. One day, some of the boys in my house watered it three days. It died. It just died. It doesn't, because the plant itself is watery. It has a, a lot of water content. So it just died. Hallelujah. Now, watching it. This one, when the sun came on it, it started trying to grow and it went down to the root. And the Bible said the sky scorched and because it has no much root, it withered away and died. Okay, let's keep on reading. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no fruit. So that way it grows all right, but the thorns choke the place. And it's possible that where the iron and the stem is coming, it choked the place, and so you couldn't bear fruit. And once you don't bear fruit, you must go. And it died. <laughs> now here. Huh? And other fell on good ground, and it did yield fruit. That sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100. Wow. Powerful. And he said unto them, he that have hears to hear, let him hear. Very dangerous statement. 
Jesus has spoken. Makasa we. Wa wa sunu tie. Wa huni asunu koda. And he left. Hmm. Hey. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve. It might be the seventy. You see, Jesus, it's not the twelve. It's not the twelve. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve. With the twelve. With the twelve. You know, he sent other seventy disciples. So when Jesus comes around, there were other disciples around apart from the twelve. It's not the 12 alone. All the Philip and that who went to Samaria, they were all around Jesus. When they were choosing Philip, they said they have been with us when we were with Jesus. And that's when they choose him. So one of those people about the team, they that were about him with the 12 asked him of the parable. He said, when he finished speaking, they didn't understand the thing. But they were not bold. They are like you. They didn't ask. Okay. And then I saw him say, oh, pretty, yeah, fine. But I see thief. You know, Okay. People come to church, they hear the word, they go back. The fact that you are in church does not mean you are growing. The growth comes depends on which heart is receiving the word. And that one is your responsibility. <laughs> it's another message. So, when we finish this message tomorrow, I'm going to show you that you have to decide whether your heart is wayside. Stony ground, thorns, or good ground. It cannot be outside this form. So right now I'm preaching this word. You can receive it on the wayside. Your heart is a wayside heart. Church is nice. Remember, watch it. We'll get there. When we get to the river, we'll cross. And he said unto them, now, Jesus make a very powerful statement here. When they ask him, Tell us the parable. Because the thing you tell, we don't understand. What do you mean by wayside and that? And he said unto them, unto you it is given. Unto you it is given. The thing has already been given to you, but the thief doesn't want you to have it. Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, those who are not born again, all these things are done in parables. And the reason it's done in parable is that so that, so that, see, they may see and not perceive. Give me the NIV version. Let me show you. Wow. We'll come back to this one again. So that they may, they may be, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving. Give me the New Living Translation. Hmm. That is how people can come to church and when we are preaching, they are sleeping. The thief is stealing. I am going to show you the dangers why people sleep when preaching is coming. It is a major attack than when your car is stolen. In fact, let me tell you, it is better to sleep when you are praying than to sleep when preaching is coming. So pray and sleep, pray, sleeping pray. More called up. <laughs> but when the word of God is coming, fight sleep. I don't know what the classroom is, but those days when we were in school, when we were sleeping, you stand up. And if you are not lucky and you have a, a teacher like Zogbeta, my teacher, a very wicked teacher, he will let you trot like this in the church. You go. And in our, later, you develop something. Eh? You put 10 stones here in a bowl. You pick them and pack them here so you go. <laughs> 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 
You have a fact. Ten. Then you go and put them. And sometimes, if your punishment is you can put ten years, ten years, and ten years. So you pick it, and then you, by the time you, you finish packing them, your sleep will leave you for one week. If after you go home, you can't sleep. You wake up in the night, you see that you are running away, picking stones. That's the classroom where we Watch this. Hmm. I want to show you the danger. So, come back to, he said, so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. Naturally, you should learn by observation. So, you work with people, they are very prosperous people. You learn, naturally learn from them. But, this one, he said that those who are outside the world, they cannot learn. Back to King James. This scripture, I'll stay with it for some time. That seeing they may see and not perceive. And hearing they may hear and not understand. So it is not just hearing. If you hear, you don't understand. It's better you didn't hear. Let me tell you something. If you come to church, we preach and you don't understand the message. You are not different from somebody who doesn't go to church. Give the Lord a clap off and I'm preaching. Because you will go back and leave. And that is how people can be in church. And they are not changing. In the spiritual, there are a lot of adult people huh, holding feeding bottle. Can you imagine since we came here, everybody's holding feeding bottle. One, two. Mm, 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 mm. Huh? They both are training there. Now we train, now we train, now we train. Jesus Christ. No matter how long you can, you can preach. Watch this one. Very crucial. Mm. Today, we see, God told me last week, I said, what is the major attack on this generation? I thought it's going to be we are dealing with witches and wizards and demons. Say no, it's the enemy after the word. Watch this. <laughs> that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand. Lest at any time they should be converted, because it means that your conversion is in the word that you hear and understand and perceive. At any time they should be converted, and their sins should be forgiven them. So because they don't even understand, their sins are staying with them. Natural one. They, 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 they've fallen from grace. They've made salvation because they don't understand. And he said unto them, know ye not this. Now when they finish with the word, they descend on the people with them. Now remember, the 70 or among the 70 ask the question. The Bible say, and with those who are, with the, not the 12, but with the 12. So, the, he didn't give us a number, but we know that after he sent the 12, he sent the 70. So, I am anticipating that it's one of the 70. When he finished dealing with the word, the word people, they don't understand, they don't perceive, so they will never be converted. It means that people can only be converted when they perceive and understand the word. Then when he finished, now he came after the 12 and the 70, listen. He said that, and he said unto them, know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? So, to understand every parable, you must understand this. If you misunderstanding of the parable of the sower, the rest is useless. Listen, when we were doing common entrance, there is something called verbal and quantitative. It's not really a difficult question. I don't know what they call Maybe today they have a different name for it. Huh? It's a trickish kind of question. Huh? Life skills, or there's a way they call it. I don't know. How do you call it now? Business skills. What? Raising skills. Uh-huh. Raising. 
Oh, my time is quantitative. <laughs> and verbal. Yeah. That is what you do to commentaries is mass English, verbal and quantitative. To check your ability. So it's a kind of tricky question. They put two years, four years, then you find a way to solve it. Now, <laughs> come back to the scripture. Come back to verse number 13. Now, watch this. He said that. And he said unto them, No, you know this parable. You don't know this one. Give me the NIV version. You don't know this one. If you don't know this one, then we can teach you other ones. Huh? Then Jesus said unto them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? Message Bible. Wow. Give somebody a high five and say, Wow. Ah. Don't you understand how to court? How will you marry? He continued, do you see how this story works? All my stories work this way. <laughs> Give me the BBE Bible. Wow. <laughs> and he said unto them, if you are not clear about this story, how will you be clear about the others? Good one there. Give me the Amplified Version. Huh. If you are tired with people on foot, how will you go with horsemen? Think about it. And he said unto them, if you are not clear about, you know, I want to amplify version. And he said unto them, do you not discern and understand this parable? How then is it possible for you to discern and understand all parables? So if you can discern and not understand the parable of the sower, the rest of the, par the parable of the Thailand, the parable of the rich fool, you will not understand all of them. So some of you here, there is one understanding you must get and the rest will emerge. That is why if you fail mathematics and English, they don't want you to go further. Even if you get AH and the others, because having 100% and failing due to subject, you have no future. I'm teaching. Mm. Tell somebody, I'm preparing for the thief. Hey, when I come tomorrow and I show you the method of getting the thing back seven times. A man of God gave a testimony when I was studying this one. And then he said a testimony that when God told him, because then I began to go and find books and tapes and started learning about how to get sevenfold restoration. He said, God told him the principle. He didn't even teach him about the thief that somebody was coming to do his garden for him in America. When they finished, they moved to another place. There were big, big trees there. When they finish preaching, they say that the trees must be trimmed. And they charge for $5,000. And he told them, I'm not, I'm not ready for it. So you go, when I'm ready, I'll call you. He went to, when he came, he saw that people were there cutting the trees. So he called them and said, hey, I told you, no, I'm not ready. Why? He said, we have work. He said, pack your things. Because he said, the work we have done is 3000 He said, no, I'm calling my lawyer. I'm not going to pay the money. He said, me that he goes to him and say that, walk in love. He said, Lord, stay in heaven. That's why it's not your matter. You don't understand. And he said, Lord, you know, you know that I told him that I am not ready. He came to God. He said, I know, walk in love. Because if you love those who love you, how will people know you are my disciples? 
Lord, let's talk about this same matter very well. Let me call my attorney to deal with him because the Lord's in working love. So he said, what do you mean by working love? Pay the 3,000. No, Lord. Say pay. Now listen. Hmm. One of the ways for your faith to be attacked is when your heart condemns you of something you have done that you are not supposed to be doing. When your heart condemns you, Satan is attacking your faith. So in order for your faith to work, always be where God wants you to be. Good point. So the man of God said, I paid the money we paid reluctance in my heart and I paid sitting down. And he said, the Lord told him that it's not actually the money you paid. A thief has stolen your 3,000. But this is the way the principle works. Do you want to keep the 3,000 or you want time seven? So, I'll come to the place to show you that when I finish preaching, eh, some of you invite the devil to stay. You come and say, Satan, come and stay, Lord. Because he said when he finished, the Lord gave him a prayer point and he started praying. He said, according to this word, bring back my money. He said, a very rich man called him and said that somebody dressed in white walked into our bedroom. And told us that somebody has stolen your 3,000, so we should give you 21,000. And they brought the money cash. He said, We shouldn't even make it a check. So he said, When you got the money, the Lord asked him, Which one do you like? He said, You want to pray? He said, Thief, come and stay my house. Come and stay this. Come and stay this. Come and stay. You see, we must understand the principle. If you don't understand it, we will mix it. If you don't get attacked from the enemy, God can never bless you. There is nobody on earth who has become successful who have never failed before. It is not a natural law. There is no successful person. And can I add this one? You can never enjoy success if you have never seen failure. You are not ready. Let me close. I, I, you don't sound like you can handle this one. No, 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 no. You can never enjoy examination sources if you have not failed examination before. I want to tell you something. The countries that win African Cup of Nations who have never won it before, they rejoice than those who, who have won it. God has made the principle such a way that, watch this. <laughs> Today, God told me something. Very interesting. Very interesting. There is a certain defensive attitude you can have that. You will live your life and you don't want to make a mistake. Eh? And today, God told me it is not possible on earth. It is not possible to live and not make a mistake. But, oh, you are not ready for this. I, I, I was trying to go deeper, but you can't. Eh? It's not possible to live and not make a mistake. It's not possible. It is not a life on earth. No, we are all heading towards perfection, but nobody is perfect. And because we have not arrived, because the day you get to perfection, you must be raptured. 
Watch this. So, the attacks, the failures, the hardship you go through, it is what paved the way. One, every attack of the enemy on your life gets you closer to God. So if the devil doesn't attack you, you'll be far from God. Oh, come on here. You don't understand. Somebody will catch what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So, the people that are closer to God, they've gone through something. So Jesus even said, woe unto you if all men speak well of you. Ah, ah. Jesus said, it's a curse. The word woe means that expect a disaster. Ah. Woe is a warning. Woe unto you. It means that huh, I can't tell what is going to happen to you. You can never enjoy success if you have never seen failure. And the more your failure, the more you enjoy success. It's not possible. Every marriage that is celebrated has gone through rough edge. No, I tell people that all the people divorcing and those who are still keeping married, chances are they are all going through the same thing. No, because women are the same, men are the same. Women don't change, men don't change. No, they are the same. Hmm? They may have different temperament, but when you marry them, you realize that the things that you run away from this one, this one have it in good measure. The next one you're going to take us in press down. The other one running over. So you, you, it's not, no, it's natural. It's the way God made them. No. No, you don't understand. So it's not that those who are living in it, everything is fine. They've learned, <laughs> they've learned a principle. A lot of Christians are living in a world that doesn't exist. No. They are living in a certain way that don't exist. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to make a mistake. You are not, you have to go and live in Jupiter. <laughs> Apostle Paul said something I was studying. I woke up 2 a.m. about three or four days ago and I started studying. And when I came to the place, Paul said something, Galatians 1:10, that I stay with it the whole day. Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. He was saying, He said, Do I now persuade me? And he said something that said, Oh, this is a key to be a man of God. Do I now persuade men? He asked the Corinthians. Galatians, now what he said? Oh God, do I now persuade men or God? Listen to the next statement. Or do I seek to please men? So who are you seeking to please? You sitting here. And listen to what Paul said. For if I yet please men, I should not be a servant of Christ. So anybody pleasing man, God cannot use you. Oh, give the Lord a clap of Oh, powerful. This when I pick it up 2 a.m. Dawn when I wake up. I study up to 4. And I say, hey! And it sounded like a tender from heaven. Do you know why you are not doing anything for God? Because you are trying to please me. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra, or telephone, plus 233-303-413-703, or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org, or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.